Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number six. Welcome to the program today. My name is Brian Holmes, and this is the Strategic Living Podcast. We are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, changing nations. It's our desire to really see your heart healed, your mind renewed, your life transformed. And we want to see you discover who you really are and what God has uniquely created you to do and to be. Got an exciting episode for you today. It's our very first interview on the Strategic Living Podcast, and it's going to be a great one. So I want you to get comfortable and open your heart and be ready to engage with us. Let's get started, everyone. Welcome, everyone, today to the program. My name is Brian Holmes, and I tell you what, it's going to be a great day. I have something really special planned for you. It is our very first interview on the Strategic Living Podcast, and my guest today is not only someone who I believe in and someone who I can testify that their their gift and the grace on their life is so very special, but also her story, her testimony, and the work that she is doing is, is so prolific and so profound. I know this is going to be something you'll benefit greatly from. And uh, I want to share with you right up front that this particular episode, episode number six, you're going to hear part one of this interview. And in next week's episode, that is episode number 007, we'll finish up the interview with Sharonda. But before we take you to the interview, I want to share with you a few important things. Just I normally do a lot of this at the end, and we'll probably remind you of this at the end of today's episode. But some very important initiatives that we're working on presently. We're getting very close to my trip to Romania, and we have about 125 to 150 leaders who have committed to being a part of this uh, conference, this time of training and empowerment, and I really need your help. It cost us about $150 per pastor, per leader, per young leader, to uh, sponsor them to be a part of this event. We actually transport them in from their respective cities to wherever we're doing the meeting. We also provide them housing, their meals, all their materials. It's an investment that we make in the lives of people who are leading a nation out of obscurity into great power in the kingdom of God. So I'd love it if you would really consider and prayerfully uh, look at helping us with that. You can go to brianholmes.com forward slash Romanian leaders or right there on the homepage of the website, brianholmes.com. You'll find a couple of links there to uh, get more information about that. Also, I might as well go ahead and encourage you to subscribe to our weekly updates. We're putting out a fantastic email once or twice a week that will help you to stay in contact with all that we have uh, going on and all that we are putting out there, such as our podcast the Monday Mastery video segments, blog posts, other resources that we're sharing. And we really want you to uh, be availing yourself of all the great things we're putting out there to you. Also, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. If this thing is being a blessing to you, and I believe that it really is, then you can go to iTunes and subscribe there. Or if you use some other player, such as maybe Stitcher or one of the other type of uh, RSS feeds, wherever that is, it's available to you. We'd love for you to subscribe and and just be receiving this content on a weekly basis. Also, uh, as you listen to this interview today, I'm sure you're going to be greatly impacted. And so be f- sure to share this with your friends. You know, put, push the share button on Facebook. 
uh, push the tweet or retweet button on Twitter and get this out there, LinkedIn, Google+, whatever it is you're using to communicate with your community, we'd love for you to help us get the word out about what it is that we're putting out. So with that said, I am just so excited. This is such a unique episode, but uh, we'll be doing more of these as time goes on. But this is going to be part one of an interview that I'm conducting with Sharonda Scott. And I'm going to introduce her in just a moment, but just know this. Get ready, okay? Get ready because if you've ever wondered if there's hope, if you've ever considered is there something out there in my future that I can really go after, uh, are the possibilities limited or are they limitless? Sharon is going to be speaking to that today in this interview. So without further ado, let's go right now to my interview with Sharonda Scott. Well, it's a joy to have Sharonda Scott in the studio with me today. And Sharonda is an author, a speaker, a life coach, and she has over 25 years of corporate and ministry background experience. And as a consultant, as a coach, as a leadership development expert, and just in the spirit of full disclosure, Sharonda and I have known each other for a number of years now, and she came across our work through the ties that bind, and very quickly we connected, began to collaborate on various things. And in the spirit of full disclosure, she is a a very key part of what we do around here. She's been serving on my board of directors now for a couple of years and just is a prolific mind, really helps me think things through, and just is a wonderful person overall. Sharonda is very passionate about helping others to realize the fullness of their dreams, so you can see why we connected, obviously. And very recently, she has released a brand new book called A Pocket Full of Possibilities. And the subtitle is Impossible Dreams Made Possible. And Sharon is a person who absolutely shares my passion of seeing people healed, seeing them really discover who God has called them and created them to be. She has an amazing gift in the area of helping people to reawaken their dreams and their hopes. And I just felt like it would be such a fitting thing to have her as our very first guest on the Strategic Living Podcast. So Sharonda... Welcome to the program today. It's great to have you here in the studio. Well, thank you, Brian. I am so excited to be here. Uh, of course, you and Sabrina and your team uh, here at Strategic Living Institute and Brian Holmes Ministry. It's just a great opportunity for me to be here and to be a part of that. So I am excited to be here. I'm looking forward to all that we're going to share today. Something interesting, I, I have a list of of people that I intend to interview. And some of these people know that we're going to have interviews together, and some of them don't have a clue that I have them on my list. But it's really neat that someone who has worked so closely with us and shares our heart and and truly, I believe, carries a, uh, a real responsibility in their heart for what God is doing, even through our work. Uh, it's just a real privilege. I think that was so fitting to have you here as my first guest. And let me just say this before we jump into some of the content here today, that You are a person who, in their own right, has already done so much. You've served as an elder in a church for over 15 years. You have launched various businesses. You work with a lot of corporations, entrepreneurs, which is near and dear to my heart. But you also work a lot in the area of of healing people and helping them to, as I say, pull them through some keyholes every now and then and get them Mm -hmm. past some of the blockages, some of the things that's holding them back. So you really are a messenger of hope and and someone who... uh, I just have tremendous respect for. So it's great to have you here. Tell me a little bit about how A Pocket Full of Possibilities came to be. Just give me the backdrop. Well, uh, let me just, I'll get started here. When in 
the realm that I operate in and working with even the ministry teams there at my church and, and other places, uh, we've launched a couple of writers' conferences. And one of the things that I was encouraging others to do w- was tell their story. Well, I hadn't realized that I actually hadn't really told my story. And when I started writing, I'd been working on a book for several years. And uh, the question came to mind. It was like, well, what's really the backdrop to my life? What is it that I do? What's my life message? And uh, I realized that my life message was about bringing healing to the masses, really, to bring healing to the brokenhearted, to help them realize their dreams, to help them step into destiny. And so when I started writing the book and thinking about the different, the pathway that I had taken and the journey that uh, really God had me on, I realized that he showed me that there was a pocket full of possibilities for living out our dreams today and that he wanted us to discover those things. And sometimes it takes you transitioning and navigating down uh, different paths to actually get to that point. So that's a little bit how I really, that book came about. And I just really drew from my background as, you know, as a counselor and working with individuals and really seeing what is it that people want to see in their lives. And, and for a lot, sometimes you actually stand at a crossroad of shattered dreams. And so that was my starting point. You know, there were areas in my life and places that I'd come to that I'd reached this crossroads and I saw all of the dreams that I thought uh, that I wanted to live out in my life. I'm standing there at this crossroad of shattered dreams. So I had to make some decisions on, you know, what I was going to choose to do next. In in your work as a counselor and, and working with individuals, not only in the, the church world, but I tell people all the time that people are people all over the world, whether they're Christians, whether they're Muslim, whether they're Catholics, whether they're whatever, people are hurting and people have stumbled along the way. And I think probably every human being on the face of the earth at some point in their life has experienced a place of shattered dream, a place of trauma or, or disappointment or whatever the case may be. And in that moment, for whatever reason, that thing that they had hoped for and dreamed about and that thing that God had put in their heart to accomplish, it, it just, it was muted. It was abandoned, maybe aborted. I don't know what the proper word there is. But in your work, and as you really dove into putting your heart into this book, what what have you found in your experience with people? What do, what, what are some of the major places that people get hung up? Well, I think a lot of people get hung up, especially when their dreams fizzle out or even um, they come to that crossroad, that shattered dreams. Well, one of the things that I see that people, they're, that they're hurting, that they're actually grieving you know, the things from their, their past that they didn't get to live out. And so really, it's like a buried dream. And it's mm-hmm. something that sometimes, you know, you have to go in, you begin to really navigate and to pull the covers off of that dream. You're actually recovering something that was lost. And because a lot of people lose that. Uh, I heard a quote uh, recently, and it was talking about Many of you probably know Les Brown. Sure. Oh, and yeah. uh, Les Brown is prolific in the, as a speaker and as a motivator. And one of the quotes he always shares is about how his mentor talked about the richest place on earth. And a lot of people would think, oh, it's the oil fields of, you know, of Saudi Arabia or it's the world banking system. And really, when you get down to it, the richest place on earth is the graveyard. 
is where all of the buried dreams are, the people that didn't really get to live out their richest potential in life. And so with a pocket full of possibilities and even with some of the other things that I do, it's about awakening dormant things in a person's life because they've allowed, for whatever reason, you know, it could just be life circumstances that come in. Uh, they've allowed those things to cover up those and to hide, you know, those things. For others, it's those that have never even realized that they have something that's hidden, that's lying dormant in their lives. And so it's about awakening dormant dreams, uh, those giftings that a lot of times people don't realize that they have, even awakening potential. Because one of the things I can say that even being an entrepreneur is that I didn't realize that that was a key part of the gifting in my life to help, you know, launch businesses, to help launch nonprofits, to help really build something. And that's something that was discovered along the way. It was one of those possibilities that I pulled mm -hmm. out of my pocket. So it's about awakening even things that you're, you're not even aware of in your life. And I think the key way that people get hung up, they're going to get hung up with fear they're, to take that next step. They're not sure how to even embrace what's ahead for them because they don't know it. It's not, it's not even a path that they've ever gone down before. So that fear and that uh, the fear of the unknown, uh, maybe the fear of, you know, being unsure about themselves, the fear of failure, you know, whether or not they can even accomplish the dreams. I think that's where the first place that people get hung up. That's great. You know, I was saying a while ago that uh, there's not really anybody out there that hasn't, you know, stubbed their toe somewhere along the way or been disappointed or been hurt, those kinds of things. But I also believe that there's probably not too many people out there that haven't failed at some point in their life. Maybe it's a failed business, a failed marriage, a uh, failed relationship in some other place, a business that they started up and just fell flat on their face, financial failure. And with that comes grieving. And we know that grieving comes in multiple stages. But in the context of what we're talking about here, dreams, I think people get stuck grieving, like you're saying. I think people get stuck there. And it's, it's easier to keep grieving than it is to get up and and look at, okay, what can I do different the next time? Because in order to look at what can I do different the next time, they have to consider, all right, what growth areas do I have? As I mentioned last week in the podcast, what, what do I need to do differently? And how can I grow through this? How can I learn from this? It's just easier to say, well, I'm just going to stay here and be in a bit of a pity party and what have you. Another thing that I find is that people, <laughs> people at the moment of failure in their own minds, disqualify themselves from any future success. Well, I failed here, so therefore I'm not qualified to to try again. And so the next opportunity comes. The next uh, window opens. And for whatever reason, they don't step through that door because, well, I failed the last time, so I don't dare try something again because I'm, I'm not qualified. And, and from our perspective in the church world, we think God has it in for us. And we, we actually believe that God is not going to, to bless us or provide us a grace to do this next venture or whatever it may be because of past failure. And so I think you're right on the money here that this grieving thing is a really big deal, but people get stuck there. And uh, it's encouraging to see that someone's out there proclaiming a message of, look, you, you know, you talk about burying the past. And I talk a lot about that. I just gave an analogy recently of Abraham came back to the town and, and Sarah had died. The Bible says that he went in to her dead body there and he went into the house where her body was laying 
And the Bible says that he, he grieved and wept over her. We don't know for how long. Tradition would hold several days probably. But then the next verse says, he, he got up from over his dead, he stood up, and he proclaimed, give me a place that I can bury my dead out of my sight. So grieving is, is right. There's a season for that. But at some point, you got to get up and you got to bury the dead thing and you got to move on because it wasn't possible for him to go where he needed to go in the next season of his life carrying the dead thing around. And so it's a great thing. Well, tell me about the premise of the book. What, what are the key points in here that you feel like are important for our listeners to, to know about? Okay. Brian, I want to share that. But one of the key things that you mentioned about grieving that it just, it just came to mind is that most people don't give them per, themselves permission to, to Absolutely. grieve. And one of the things you've always discussed, you know, in a lot of your teaching and what you do is that component of soul healing. Mm-hmm. And so, and bring, bridging in my background as an emotional intelligence coach and really working in the area of, of even, you know, developing uh, emotional intelligence with leaders and, and business leaders is that really awakening ourselves to what we really feel, emotions, mm-hmm. you know, that's a key component in grieving successfully. And so, and I've done different things that, and exercises that I walk people through that emotional healing component where there are, the first step is just identifying what emotions am I feeling uh, about this situation or surrounding this disappointment. Because disappointment is just, say, maybe one emotion. But then you've got all of these other emotions attached to, say, disappointment. So it's just really uh, identifying those key things and really learning your soul, learning how, how your soul operates, how you actually feel about things. And so I think that's a key component in that grieving process. Oh, yeah. Well, before we get to, into the points in the book, let me, let me just tag onto that and ask you this question. Culturally speaking, it seems as though we're almost conditioned to not be aware of our feelings, you know, uh, depending on what generation you grow up in, you know, it's the old, don't cry, son. Don't, you know, don't shed a tear. You just pull yourself up by the bootstraps and move on. And, and so we're almost conditioned and trained unconsciously to be detached from how we feel. And the truth is the, the way we're created, we cannot not feel. So if we're not allowing ourselves permission, as you said, to feel and to be aware of those feelings and those emotions, then we're really just stuffing them away and we're really just cramming them down in this pipe and the pipe becomes clogged. And, and now, now erosion begins to take place in the heart and all these things begin to happen. And then we begin to self-sabotage because we're, we keep shooting ourselves in the foot because we haven't dealt with, as you said, the soul issues, the heart issues. So fantastic point yeah. you know we we really have to deal with the heart of the matter because it is at the core of everything that we're doing that's right talk about the book all right i'll talk about the book uh one of the things that i put on the back cover of the book is that uh only three percent of people ever realize their goals and ultimately their dreams so my question was what about the other 97 percent Mm. You know, what about their dreams? What about your dreams? You know, what about my dreams? So I thought about that and uh, to kind of segue and bridge what we've just talked about. One of the things that I identify was that I believe that 97% of people don't realize their dreams because of that brokenheartedness that we talked Mm -hmm. about. So one of the first things that I talk about in the book is permission to dream Mm. is beginning to awaken. That's my chapter one in the book is beginning to awaken and give yourself permission to even dream. 
And for many, it's learning how to dream. Because I've come across so many people, you know, you can simply ask a child, what do you want to be when you grow up? And if that child tells you they don't know, then they've never been, been given permission to dream. They've never been taught how to dream. So I talk a little bit about Walt Disney, which is kind of an, an ultimate dreamer, I would say. And he brought us such family films and movies that really caused us to think creatively and to, to dream. So that chapter one is actually just learning how to become an expert dreamer and that there is something about dreaming that actually ushers you into the goals and the uh, plans that God has for your life. Because at least if you can see beyond where you are, then you actually begin to develop a roadmap for where you're going. Sure. I always say, um, just a kind of a little brand statement, even for Walking Impossibility, the company that I, I have is, our goal is to help you recognize possibilities within so that you realize opportunities without. So Great. that starts with dreaming. So then I talk about God's plan for your dreams because God has always wanted to reconnect us to our dreams. And I believe that he uses dreams as a mechanism, as a language, so to speak, mm-hmm. to actually speak to our hearts about what his plan is for our lives. Uh, there's a scripture we all know at Jeremiah 29, 11, sure. that says, for God knows the plans that he has for us, plans to prosper us and to give us a future and a hope. There, there's that word again, hope. Uh, and I always read it this way. I like to share it this way. For God knows the dreams that he has for us. Oh, yeah. You know, dreams that will prosper us and usher us into this flourishing, full, full and abounding place that he's always desired for us. So a big part of the goal of God is to connect us and for many to re- reconnect us to our dreams. I believe that that is a key component in even the transitioning that we see in America today and in just the job market and where people are. For a lot of people, they're stepping out of the arenas that they've been in and they're pursuing things that they've always had a passion about. Well, why is that? You know, because there are dreams that have been buried in their hearts that they're just now reconnecting to that have always aligned with, say, their passion. Mm-hmm. So I talk about God's plan for our dreams and how he wants to use that. I then bridge and bring people to that place. Well, what happens when you stand at a crossroad of shattered dreams? So I talk a little bit about the grieving process in here and just even the brokenness that, that would come from, say, something not working out the way that you thought. It could even be the death of a loved one, a marriage that's fallen apart. Well, what about that dream? And so mm-hmm. people have to, they actually have to have answers for that. So I talk a little bit about standing at the crossroad of shattered dreams and how you can move beyond even those places. And then we reach a place of dreams that live again and how God reawakens things in our lives and how he can use the fullness of of something that was, say, a tragedy to birth and to bring you into the fullness of, say, a destined place that he always had for you. And so, and then finally, I kind of wrap up the book and talking about how to take your dreams out of the weight. And what that means is a lot of people are waiting on things to happen in their lives. And and if you're waiting, even in waiting in transition, like I coach a lot of people even that are transitioning and that are in a career change or a life change or a ministry change. And, and they talk about, well, I, I don't know what to do next. It's like they either see it as 
uh, option A or option B. Yeah, yeah. And I said, well, what about C, D, and E? Mm-hmm. Or what about option Z? Because they've never ever even allowed themselves to expand right. and grow their possibilities, grow and to expand, to even see that there are other options to consider. You know, for me, I never considered, you know, the path that I would be on today. My background includes a degree in business, a degree in uh, accounting, and and man, I was set, you know, I was going to be the CPA and work for a lot of big corporations and accounting firms. I did that for about 15 years, and that was not necessarily ultimately the plan that God had for my life. That was just kind of a segue to get me where I am today, and, and actually I ended up training and doing a lot of corporate training for uh, the big accounting firms. I was training them on sales tax software and wow. how I actually segue into where I am. I knew the trainer, that trainer path was a path for me because speaking, I love to do. I didn't even realize that then. And so God began to open the door to actually do a corporate training and just found my niche and speaking and sharing and training and developing other people. And that's how I fell into leadership development, so to speak speaking and training others. You know, in the context of, of thinking about dreams, it, you mentioned the scripture that I mentioned quite often, which is 29, 11, 11 of Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you. And I think for a lot of people, it's hard to, if we can be honest, I think it's hard for most people to really embrace and know at a heart level that God really does have plans that he really does have the thing figured out. As a matter of fact, before we even got here, he had it figured out. And then, you know, you you get into the dynamics of, okay, if God has all these plans for me, why aren't they happening? And then it must be something wrong with me, and I must be unworthy, and, you know, it may be because of this, this, and this. And, and we begin to really excuse ourselves from the possibilities. And you mentioned a moment ago about the options, options, you know, C, D, E, and Z, and in my last podcast, you probably are aware I've been talking about transition. And one of the, the keys to really navigating through those kinds of seasons is identifying the the opportunities or, if you will, identifying the options because people don't take time to look at what is possible. And what we do is we look at the future from the prism of our past reference points. And, and that's so myopic and so small and so limited it's just one of those things where, to me, if we can begin to retrain our hearts and minds to think in terms of, with God, all things are possible. And when I'm in Christ and, and connected to him, and when I have this special thing working in my life, then nothing's impossible to me if I can just believe it, if I can really get in my heart that this is, this is something that's doable. And then another thing that I've discovered, Sharonda, is that people dismiss their their own desires and dreams that they feel in their heart. These little passions and, you know, they get excited for me. As you know, you're sitting in the studio and all around my office here, there's pictures of airplanes. Shoot on my computer screen, there's a picture of an airplane because I love to fly. And I could have dismissed that years ago and said, well, that's just not, you know, that's not something I'm ever going to have in my life. But yet it was a part of what God had for me in the long term his long-term plans, not just that I would enjoy flying, and he enjoys that I enjoy flying, but the fact that he would enjoy knowing that flying would serve the purpose of me getting the message of healing and hope and restoration out there to so many people. 
And so many times we have these things that we consider maybe hobbies or just ideas or, well, it's a great idea and it wouldn't be fun if, but, and we always throw the but in there. And I, I preached a message one time in, in my church called there's too many butts in the, in the church <laughs> because it's true. It's true. You know, uh, some pastors think there's not enough butts in the church. Speaking of people there, but the truth is there's too many excuses, too many dismissing of dreams and possibilities. And I, I'm like you. I want to see people awakened to the idea that anything is possible if you can just but believe it. And so uh, I'm excited for that. Where can, where can people find this book? Tell me about your website and what you have out there that people can connect with. All right. Uh, well, Brian, I just wanted to say, I mean, I, I get so excited when I talk to you. You know, we, we know each other. and so We speak the same language. We speak the same langui- language. So... And we get excited when we're yes, talking we about things like this. So you just kind of, you're awakening things even in me as you're talking. And uh, you said something that was just so key. It's like that, you know, if we could just awaken to just the possibilities around That's and it. even the impossible things that we think there's no way for it to come about. And I just want to share this little story about the book cover, the design of the book cover. Yeah, yeah. When um, I know the story, you know the story. So, but the design of the book cover is so amazing. And uh, I was working with the graphic artist, and I wanted to use on the uh, on the cover just a woman who symbolizes and represents other women who are standing, say, at a crossroads, and they're trying to make decisions about their lives. And so, and even with the cover, I wanted it to be fun and a Disney kind of feel, like this, you know. Fun because I think living our dreams, it's fun, right? Absolutely. Well, we couldn't find a woman, and and I didn't want to be on the cover, and so uh, the graphic artist asked, "Well, you know, maybe we can take some pictures." And I says, "I've got a friend. I'm gonna call her, and I'm gonna see if she'll take the picture and be on the cover." Uh, my friend Carla Armstrong, and so I call her up, and she says, "Absolutely." Even before I had a chance to explain what it was gonna be about. And she says, yes, went and took the picture. And we thought she would just kind of be kind of in the background, not really visible. And so she was placed front and center on the cover. And she's beautiful. And the neatest thing about it is, and this is how God brought this full circle for me. I actually had to go home. My book was ready to go to print. And it's like we were sitting talking. She says, a lot of people have asked how I came to be on the cover of your book because I had a little promotional cover of the book. And people saw that and they, they recognized who she was. And so, and I had told, I had assured her, that's not going to be the case. They're not going to even know who <laughs> you are. It's really funny. And so she says, I thought it was because maybe I was your first business client. And I hadn't even realized wow. that, that she was my first business client. I remember this young woman calling me and she was saying, hey, you know, people keep saying I need to talk to you and I need to be connected to you. And, and maybe it's because I'm launching a new ministry and a business, and maybe you're supposed to be a part of that on the board of directors. And I didn't feel that, but the more she talked about the vision and what she wanted to accomplish and her goals, and she had been in business for a while, but she was launching it to a new level. And I says, you know what? You're just affirming and confirming some things for me, and maybe I can help you this way. And that's how she ended up being my first you know, business client but that when I asked her to be on the cover some five years later on this book we were debuting the book and I thought okay and I was talking to this business women's group and I said you know our dreams are never discarded because we're talking about dreams dreams that we think are impossible 
they're only refined to bring God glory. Yeah. And so the moment I held up the book, Carla Armstrong sitting in the audience on this debut launch of this book, I had introduced her and she said, the moment I held up the book, it's like God just spoke to her heart and reminded her you're on the cover. Cause some 20 years earlier when she was in her early twenties, even before she really found God as really got saved as a, a Christian, she was aspired to be on a women's CEO magazine and she was wow. reading a magazine on the airplane one day. And she says, I'm going to be on the cover of this women's CEO magazine. Wow. So it's like the moment I held up the book, she's like, I'm on the cover. And it's like, it's like her dream had been re- refined and it had been changed up a little bit, but God did not forget something that was That's utter amazing. 20 years before from a young woman's heart who had no idea the plan that God had for her. So wow. and she's the CEO of Mommy Strong and loves what she does and has a tremendous story and testimony. And now she can say her, her picture has actually gone around the world. And that's something that, cause this, my book has been so internationally. And so it's God never gives up on our dreams that there's nothing that's ever discarded that he refines it to really bring him glory. And that's what I saw when even in bringing full circle, the plan that he had for me to help others walk in possibility so my website is walkinginpossibility.com and our goal is to help you recognize possibilities within so that you realize the opportunities without and that you ultimately step into the fullness of all that God has for you. Awesome. Well, it's a great place for us to to take a break here and I say a break because we're going to continue this interview in part 2 next week. And so, Sharonda, thank you for being here. One more time, your website, please, for this episode. www.walkingimpossibility.com. Great stuff. We'll be back shortly. Well, I trust that this interview to this point has been a blessing to you, and I know it's challenging your heart to dream again, to have that vision and that desire to be awakened in you again, to know that your future is brighter than your past and that what is ahead is so much better than what is behind you, and that even though you may be walking through a season of unknowns and transition right now, The possibilities that lie just ahead of you are so limitless and so powerful and so beautiful and so wonderful, and you are absolutely deserving of it and worthy of it. Man, I want to encourage you to pick up a copy of Sharonda's book, A Pocket Full of Possibilities. We'll have a link in the show notes where you can uh, go straight and buy that. Also, if you would like to visit Sharonda's website, you can uh, certainly look at the show notes there, but it's walkinginpossibility.com. That's walkinginpossibility.com. And I encourage you, connect with Sharonda. What a great gift. What a great voice. And I'm sure that being connected to her and to the work that she's doing will be a great blessing to you. Listen, uh, this is part one of the interview. We're going to be coming right back to you next week in episode number seven with part B of this interview. So don't miss it. Be ready because it's going to get even better. We've already pre-recorded it. It's ready to go. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal episode. You won't want to miss that. Well, you know what that sound means? It's just about time for us to wrap everything up, but we want to remind you again of a couple of opportunities you have 
to connect with us on a whole different level. Of course, our Romania, our Romania Pastors and Leaders Initiative that we're going to be uh, traveling here in just a couple of weeks to Romania and pouring into the lives of frontline leaders for four or five days. Uh, no doubt I will be in front of several hundred people over the course of the week and a half or so that I'm there. The Conference and Leadership uh, Institute itself is a four-day event, but we'll be meeting with other groups along the way as well. So if you can, and if you would, I would love to encourage you to help us to sponsor a leader, sponsor two leaders. Maybe uh, God would even put it on your heart to sponsor three or four or eight or ten, as some others have already done. But just just go to the site, brianholmes.com forward slash Romanian dash leaders, and they will be able to, uh, you'll be able to pick up some information there about that event. Listen, if you'd like to have me speak at your church, at your conference, maybe a leadership event or whatever the forum might be, and you feel like that what we have to offer would be a, a help to you, I would be so honored to come and serve your organization. You can find out more about our speaking uh, work at brianholmes.com forward slash speaking. Last thing, Become a certified professional coach. If you have a desire to help other people, you heard Sharonda talking about this. If you have a desire to help other people to to process through things, to grow in their life, to uh, obtain and achieve goals and dreams, then becoming a coach might very well be a very, very good investment for you. Uh, we, we're going to host a live training September the 20th and 21st here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where you can become a certified professional life coach, executive coach, etc. We'd love to have you be a part of that. If you are unable to attend a live training, we also offer the training one-on-one via the web. That is, go to meeting.com or some other form of webinar software, but we are able to do that one-on-one. I'd be happy to talk to you about that as well. So if that's something that's in your wheelhouse, something you're considering doing, touch base with us and let us know how we might be able to serve you there. Well, last couple of things. Subscribe to our updates, as we've already mentioned. Subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. And be sure to share this information with all those that you love and care about. That will help us a great deal. Well, if you'd like to comment on this episode, please go to brianholmes.com. Go to the show notes for episode 006. And right there at the bottom, you can leave your comments and engage with us in conversation. And also, if you'd you'd be so kind, go to iTunes and rate us in iTunes. Leave a review there. That helps us to be more visible and uh, helps us to get in contact with those that may or may not know that we're out here doing this great work. So, We are so grateful for you being with us today. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to wrap this thing up. I'm so excited you were here today. Thank you for being a part. Make sure that you're here next week to hear the second half of my interview with Sharonda Scott. I know that I know that I know it's going to be a phenomenal blessing to you. Until next time, remember this. You are made in God's image, designed for a purpose, destined for greatness. And don't lose hope. We're talking about hope. We're talking about dreams. We're talking about possibilities. This is your season. And I promise you, your future is brighter than your past. And you really can make something happen in your life. God bless. We'll see you back here next week. We love you. Take care.